0: Hello and welcome to Bygones, the Ali McBeal rewatch podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker, and I'm Eleanor Parker, and we rewatch every episode of Ali McBeal through twenty twenty eyes. And we're here today with another special guest, Mr. Liam Dempsey. You are joining us for today's very special monumental episode of Ali McBeal. Welcome for the third time, I think this is.
1: Yeah, no, this is my third time. Once every season, I demand (laughs) to come on and do an episode. Next season, I want to be on for one that has Robert Downey Jr. in it. (laughs) None None of the fucking episodes of season four that don't have RDJ in it. I'm not interested in them um but yeah no I, I i'm i'm back again to stop you from dancing on a certain person's grave
0: oh oh that's a spoiler alert if ever i heard one but yeah, yeah um you bagsied this episode guest wise like right at the beginning of us starting yeah. by Sydney. yeah i did like
1: literally yeah it
2: wasn't even the start of this season it was when we first yeah, came I up think. With well, podcast, I, I, you were like, I need to be on this episode. <laughs> I think
1: it was once you'd started the show, and I'd heard it going like, and realise what hammering uh, <laughs> Billy was getting. I think rightfully so. Yeah, no, I agree. And I agree, we'll really get into don't. and we'll get into that, but at the same time. <laughs> Like, you know, let's not speak too ill of the dead. Well, like yeah,
3: I think- oh, oh, hi <laughs> everywhere. everywhere.
1: I, would, I would I would hope that most listeners by the time they listen to this episode have seen the episode itself. Yeah. That they don't listen to this first.
2: Well, you don't know. I don't well,
1: know. From- people like Matt who own their own <laughs> knowledge of Bill is by your podcast podcasts, yeah <laughs> oh
0: you never know there are some people that do that but I think they have watched it before in the past so it's like just jogging their memory a bit but yeah uh, Matt former guest star as well uh, he famously has never watched well he's only watched <laughs> the episodes that he's guested on <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I
1: mean that's the way to so. do it to <laughs>
0: So yes, this is, uh, as you may have gathered, a very special episode of Ali McBeal. It's the highest rated episode on IMDb because uh, something big happens that Liam has spoiled. Uh, I don't want to say it again because I want to have my moment where I reveal the scene and I'm recapping. So yeah.
1: They but can. yeah I'm
0: excited I'm excited yeah. to get into it I think it's going to be fun this episode
1: I think it is yeah.
0: fun <laughs> sorry yeah
1: <laughs> yeah what well, yeah oh, fucking hell it's already started
0: we put the fun in funeral <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. Liam, if you uh would like to introduce yourself for anyone who hasn't listened to any of your other guest spots on bygones Um where where will people uh know you from or should know you from?
1: Uh so I am one of the hosts of Spotlight, um a Star Trek podcast from a non trekkie perspective, uh where we kind of all view it from a fresh kind of take because none of us were massive fans before we started the. <laughs> podcast we've now been doing that for just over four years wow we just got to great. our four yeah four year anniversary um so yeah as, as you said i'm sure most of your listeners are aware but if not um you know we've done lots of cool things we've had lots of um great people on from the world of star trek uh, like shazad latif mm. um and robert salan the producer of of Khan. Um, since I last came on, I think the big things that we've started is we've started a new series of episodes uh, where we get a big kind of Trek fan to come on and talk about one of their favourite uh, episodes or an episode that nice. they're extremely passionate about. Um, we've had on as guests for that Andrew Keats, who's a very well respected theatre director, who's mm-hmm. actually directed Marina Certis from Star Trek Next Generation in a West End uh, play last year Dark Sublime mm-hmm. I've also had James Dyer on that from the Empire uh, yeah. magazine podcast and also the Pilot TV podcast came on to talk about Chain of Command a great TNG episode where Picard famously says there are four lights any Star Trek bad <laughs> listening? No, what I'm Literally, talking Literally, I have no Blank faces, clue <laughs> faces <laughs> from me and Eleanor. And we've also started a new series of episodes called On Screen, uh, where we oh, look yeah. at a famous member of Star Trek alumni's guest appearance in another iconic TV show. So, so far, we've uh. done George Takei in Miami Vice. Uh. And <laughs> I believe that you've got a story about Miami Vice, haven't you, LJ? Oh, yeah.
0: I, um... <laughs> I had a very nice brunch once with the original creator of Miami Vice really? um, and we <laughs> developed a new TV show concept during the brunch and then he left and I never saw him again.
1: <laughs> you were of course referring to Anthony Yurkovich, not Michael Yes, although Michael he said Mann. call
0: me Tony, which I felt oh, very privileged. Oh wow, yeah, close, close,
1: close pals. Um,
0: and, and he told me to go to his restaurant that he owns in L.A. And he was like, just tell him Tony sent you. And I was like, <laughs> I
2: will.
1: <laughs> amazing. 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 Um, yeah, no, yeah, he was the original creator of Miami Vice, even though Carl Michael Mann uh, got his grubby little mix all over it. And now He most was very, people... very
0: keen to point out that he was definitely... Uh, the original Oh, i I, I, I bet he
1: was i bet he was like uh yeah and uh we've also done an episode on that on william shatner's first appearance in columbo uh with chris hewitt um from empire magazine as well which was really great and we have just recorded um an episode as part of our spotlight of the movies uh strand where we examine a film starring a member of star trek alumni ivor in front or behind the camera on Police Academy Five: Assignment Miami Ooh. Beach. <laughs> uh, with amazing. Dan, with Dan Thomas, who's an amazing comedian, who joined us for that episode, and yes, a lot of fun stuff coming up. So yeah, come check us out. Whether you're a Star Trek fan or not, you'll find something to enjoy.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've it's kind of fun. expanded into like the extended universe of Star Trek-related media, so it's quite. It's good. It's not just Star Trek. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, Star Trek is such a huge, widespread oh, yeah. universe and franchise that there's always a link. There's always a link back to it. But we try, we try and make sure they're not too tenuous, Going, kind of you know, so yes. we always bring it back. Uh, and there's still plenty of fun uh, Star Trek stuff uh, going on as well. I mean, our latest yeah. episode is focused on the Star Trek Voyager episode, Message in a Bottle, with Felix Trench. Star of Wooden mm. Overcoats, the British Podcast Award winning sitcom. Um, and that was mm. super, super fun.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, please check out Spotlight. Um, uh, Matt is obviously, uh, 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 Matt, who's another former Bygones guest, is another uh, co host. So, you'll get lots up to lots of fun with them in your earballs. Yeah, ear Matt 2 podcast. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> earballs, not eyeballs. It <laughs> holes. That's what I meant (laughs) Okay On that bombshell Yes
2: (laughs) Okay so today We are looking at Episode 16 of season 3 Called Boy Next Door Boy Next Door First aired 27th of March 2000 We interrupt this program for Eleanor's Cultural stuff Brought to you by the Naughties, the other decade more problematic than it looks. The UK yes. number one was, yes. if I give you the artist,
0: Jeremy Halliwell. Yes. Uh, is it Ooh. Look At Me? No. No, that would have been... Uh, that was,
1: I think the too Michico early for Latino.
0: No. Michico Latino.
2: Michico Latino,
0: no. Uh, what's the one with the the legs open? Bag It Up. Yeah, Bag It Up. Bag It Up! Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of her Brit Awards performance where she had the massive inflatable legs and oh, she right, came out between they, like, them. Open? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I was mean. when she performed Bag It Up, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I was thinking bag in my head, it I
0: was the, like... Da, 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 da.
1: Too early for raining men, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think uh, yeah. so. I think yeah. so. That
0: was a Bridget Jones song, yes, wasn't it? it and was. I think that came yeah. out yeah. the following year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Um, and the US number one was mm-hmm.
0: Destiny's Child. Is it say my name again? it's still say my yeah. name. Yeah, yes.
2: Say my name. <laughs> say my
0: name. Still say my name.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, On the 26th of March, 2000, um, it's the 72nd Academy Awards, where Billy Crystal hosted. Of course he did. And American Beauty won five awards, including Best Picture, Best Screenplay, Best Director to Sam Mendes, and Best Actor to Kevin Spacey. Oh, aged well. Uh, Also, Angelina Jolie won Best Supporting Actress for Girl Interrupted.
0: Oh, girl Interrupted, yeah. Of
1: course. I believe that they've now taken that Oscar back and just scratched off the actor and put best pedo and <laughs> given it back to him. No, I don't think they
0: have. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean
0: but I do like American it's Beauty I, I
2: think it's a good good movie like, we have that great. on DVD we did have that about on DVD early yes. DVDs.
0: all of these movies that are coming out now I'm always think of them in terms of like our first ever family DVDs like we definitely had American
2: <laughs> Beauty yeah. I remember watching American that. Beauty yeah. was one of them yeah, yeah. Br- American yeah. Beauty
1: is a brilliant film yeah well, I, I rewatched
2: you know, it recently and I was like yeah you know what they're still Stands up yeah. like um, yeah. as a good film, definitely. Just
1: Although a shame even about the lead actor. <laughs> yeah, and even better is the Adam and Joe parody. American. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Of course. My name's Molesta burner. <laughs> wow,
0: well, they knew. How they knew. <laughs> I was like, how prophetic. Yeah. yeah. They and by they. the
1: end of this film, I'll be dead, and you'll wish you were. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay i've also got um 27th of march ian jury dies 57 um oh, the yeah, lead singer that. of ian jury and the blockheads um yeah. and that was on liver ian cancer Dury. you love ian jury yeah. yeah
1: incredible yeah i mean absolutely me. amazing me. artist it did so many incredible songs um with ian jury and the blockheads definitely if Anyone is interested in Ian Jury at all? Definitely recommend the biopic Vandy Circus as Mm. Ian Jury. uh, Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, which is absolutely uh, fantastic performance uh, from him, and it is a really enjoyable movie.
2: Yeah, Mm, there you go. Um, Thirtieth of March, the Ali G show debuts on Channel Four. Yeah. Oh, debuts! Oh my god, that makes me feel really old. <laughs> yeah, ran for four years from two thousand <laughs> to two thousand and four. Did you amazing run for four years? Yeah, is that true? Wow. I've, but what according to Wikipedia? Mm. yes.
0: I've always thought with um, things like Ali G or anything where they're like pranking people in the public eye, or um, I'm like, surely the, the you know the jig is up once the first series goes out because. People yeah. then know who you are, so they'll see yeah. you yeah. coming, but they managed to keep it going for that long, I think is quite quite good. It's got a um, short lifespan. Yeah.
1: That's definitely not true though, yeah. about the number of years it went on. Like he did he did an American version and stuff like that, so maybe that's what it's referring to.
2: So it ran from two thousand on Channel 4, and then from HBO 2003. Yes, yeah, so, well, there you go. Yeah, so technically, because the second series was known as Ali G in the USA. Yeah. I remember in UK that, yeah. Australia. So here it's technically those are two seasons and there was only so that's how season.
1: they got around it like you were yeah, saying in terms yeah. of those things do always have a short lifespan but then that makes sense it was far now pretty much most stuff made in the UK you you can see it in the US quite easily yeah, on a the right away. As well. yeah. whereas then it would have been a thing of he would have done that series in the UK the it became a UK sensation and then when he went over to America, it would have seemed like a totally new thing because no one would have seen yeah, it yeah, at totally. that point.
0: No one would have watched it. Yeah, so they could do it. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Um, 31st of March, Myra Hindley,
2: who has spent 34 years in prison for her role in the Moore murders. Uh, the Moore's murders. A third high court appeal against a home office ruling that her life sentence should mean life. Yeah. So she was
1: trying to... She's trying to get of out of her life sentence.
0: And everyone was like, nah, bitch, no. you stay in there forever.
1: Because I remember, I vividly remember seeing the Daily Mail uh, cover for the day after she died, which was and her yeah, iconic photo with yeah, a massive mugshot. headline saying, burn in hell! Yeah, yeah <laughs> well, she died. quite... She died typically the... sensationalistic Daily Mail <laughs> she... at their best.
2: Yeah, she died in 2002...
0: Yeah, well, good riddance. (laughs) That's all I can say about that.
2: The last uh, thing I've got is 1st of April. An Enigma machine is stolen from Bletchley Park Museum
0: oh i seem to remember this like i've got a vague memory because i remember dad banging on about it <laughs> he was just like really into that stuff um and yeah it was uh yeah i do remember that happening yes yeah, see, i don't yeah. i
2: just thought it was interesting yeah
1: i don't remember uh enigma machine getting stolen like mm. you know i, remember I wonder that if being, it
0: ever returned
1: i don't remember that being a Who thing knows?
0: it's an enigma <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So there we go. There you go. Um, so that's what was going down at the end of March in the that new is, millennium. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Yo, excuse me, millennium. <laughs> um, so <laughs> let's get into the reason why we're all here, uh, which is this, this episode. So,
1: yeah. So before we get into the episode, Uh, I'd like to say something about the director of this episode just because I just think this is an interesting thing that I saw um, looking at this. Obviously, the episode is, as per, written by David E. Kelly.
3: Mm -hmm. You
1: know, he gets his name on every episode. Um, But it's directed by a guy called Jack Bender, um, who prior... Oh, yeah,
2: no, I've definitely heard his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Prior to this,
1: he was actually a film director. He directed Child's Play 3. Which is, of course, one of the most notorious films ever made because um, it was the film that was found uh, at the kids who murdered Jamie Bolger's house that they'd Oh, no, I didn't know that. And then was blamed Shit. in the tabloids of saying they watched Child's Play Free, that's, that's why they did it. Kill. And then, you yeah. know, yeah, was kind of put up oh, in Christ. that kind of video nasty yeah, uh, yeah, kind yeah. Of era. So he directed that film... Um, but then wow. after that went on to become a TV director. This is the first episode of Aliment Bill he directed. It almost feels to me like they brought him in as someone who was a bit perhaps a bit more prestige than they would usually have in. He directed right. some films and stuff like that uh, to direct mm. such a big episode. Yeah. Um, but he went on to be one of the big prestige TV directors. He directed four mm. episodes of The Sopranos. Uh, directed eleven episodes of Alias, uh, which was a mm-hmm. massive show. Jennifer Garner. He directed the episodes mm-hmm. with Quentin Tarantino in them. Ooh. So that's a pretty like big challenge yeah. directing Tarantino. Yeah, right. Um, I should also say as well, just because this made me think of your fat phobia song. He directed the amazing episode of The Sopranos, The White, where which is all about the awful joke that Ralphie makes about Johnny Sack's wife
3: having oh, yes. a ninety-five pound
1: mole removed from our ass. Yes. And the entire right. episode is about like, you know, how this joke almost leads to like a full gang war and, yes. you know, that and it's for and Johnny's love for her, and adoration his for his wife, yes. despite her size and that which is so I was like, I thought that I was like, that's pure You'd be screaming the fat phobia song at Ralphie when he tells that joke, for sure. Um, and also, <laughs> he directed 39 episodes of Lost. So that's right. literally wow. like a third of the fucking show yeah. or something like that. And also episodes of Game of Thrones. So, I mean, this guy oh, wow. is one of the Prolific. prestige TV directors around. So yeah. they definitely felt that they were someone in in. the big guns Yeah, for, for, for a big iconic episode. So yeah. I thought They thought worth Billy
0: mention. deserved the big guns. Um, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Let's see how we feel about that. So, um... Yes, at the end of last episode, you'll remember Billy dropped the bombshell to Georgia that he discovered that he has a brain tumour. And this episode opens with Billy going to Ali and telling her about his brain tumour. And he wants to tell her before she finds out from everyone else gossiping. Um, plus, he says he wanted to tell her personally since she probably helped to bring it on, which I thought was a little dark humour from Billy there.
1: Right. That, when that moment happened, I was like, because I haven't... I saw this episode on first airing, because by this point I was watching Annie with Bill every week. Yes. On, yes. And But I couldn't remember that scene. And I... Because I've been listening to your podcast and kind of remember what a massive bell-end Billy often is... I was like, is he really blaming her? I was
2: like, I
1: was like, but
2: no.
1: like, being... like, no. enough of a dick that I could be I could buy that he'd be like, well. It just is uh, you. yeah and yeah, can we just talk about the previously for a second? Because obviously they had the big oh, previously. yeah. I love the first line of the previously is John saying, Nell's a rich bitch and leave And I was like, hard agree. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we do hard degree now, don't we?
1: Really pushing the idea that Billy's brain tumour caused all his weird behaviour in this season. Yeah. Which I yes. don't remember at all. Like in my head, I just remembered his he turns up at the end of the episode and goes, oh, I've got a brain tumour out of nowhere. And it's just kind of like a massive shock. I remember it being kind of blamed basically for him you know, being so weird yeah. and everything yeah. like that. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe he was just a prick,
0: but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Maybe we'll talk about that as we um, get through the episode. But, yeah, um, Ali is clearly really shocked and upset. She's got tears in her eyes and she asks if he's going to die. But Billy's trying to just brush this off and be like, no, they, you know, they think it's benign. It's just that it's a brain tumour, which is like, oof, like... It's a heavy start to the beginning Mm -hmm. of the episode. Um, Clearly, he's trying to stay lighthearted, but it's weighing on Ali. Um, So we go straight from that into titles. (laughs) Always a joy. So after titles, Ali is uh, walking to the weekly meeting, but Elaine interrupts her to gossip basically about billy's brain tumor and if she'd heard and ali's like yes can you try not to enjoy it <laughs> like yeah this is not the time elaine which i kind of think is fair enough yeah like, more than fair enough this isn't like, oh. this isn't the sort of news you can treat that way you know no uh, no yeah you know? i completely
1: agree i was like elaine what stop being such an irrepressible gossip for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah like, not everything's fun and spicy yeah No,
0: normally I like it, but not not with this. Come on. Um, But anyway... Ali finds when she gets there that the weekly meeting hasn't actually started yet because they're waiting for John. Um, But then Richard just decides to press on without him and he just kind of blurts out, first up, Billy's brain (laughs) chamber. So it's like an order of business. Um, And Billy's just looking like he's there. He's just like really awkward. And and Richard just continues by talking about him as though he's not there. He's like, I've spoken to Billy and he doesn't want it to be a big deal. He just needs simple support. Um, And everyone is like shifting really uncomfortably in their seats and then he goes oh listen to me talking about him like he's already dead bygones and then finally <laughs> he asks like billy the last thing you need <laughs> oh, no. but then finally he just turns to billy and says you know wh- what do you want to say do you want us to ignore it do you want us to treat it like it's psychosomatic and he just like keeps rambling and billy's like dude chill like the doctors are saying it's nothing I'm gonna get more tests and he's trying to calm Richard down but then as he's speaking he starts to hallucinate that Nell's boobs have blown up to (gasps) Jessica Rabbit style proportions Um, which then makes Billy's eyes go like saucers essentially and then he imagines Nell just going and then her tongue shoots out and comes to lasso him around the neck and pull him up to her bosom. Except in real life, the hallucination has stopped and Nell is completely oblivious and everyone's just staring at him because he's clearly just stopped mid-sentence wondering like what's happened. Yeah. Um, and Billy Billy makes his excuses and leaves because obviously that's not
1: true. <laughs> I was going to say about Richard's jokes that he makes, number one, the bit, about that, that really made me laugh is when he said about his mate who thought he had a brain tumour, turns out it was all in his head. By <laughs> God. Like, that, that was fucking hilarious. And I was like, they seem like nervous jokes. Like, he's yes. actually using it as a coping yeah, mechanism. He,
2: he like is. I can't, he's just rambling. With yeah. the seriousness of what his friend is going through yeah, so he's completely. so he's just what's, on earth. what's the
1: actor who plays rich again Greg German Greg, yeah, German. Greg German yeah I mean I, he's great in this episode yes. and really you you really feel that that he is actually struggling to kind of comprehend yeah what's he's happening. not
2: he's not doing it out of just being callous and flippant no, like not he at normally is it's because he actually is really struggling to process yeah. this um yeah. news yeah, 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 yeah um but massive eye roll like the whole hallucination I was just like right so making one of your more chauvinistic characters get getting a brain tumour like just gives you the perfect excuse to um, be as gross as you like with your female characters it was just like
1: well it's really weird because until I mean towards (laughs) the end things start to change but for a long time all of his weird fantasies in this episode brought on by the brain tumour are sexual.
3: Yeah. Like every yeah.
1: single one is like a yeah. woman is like coming on to him or Sunday being naked or yeah. whatever like. Yeah. I, I thought like, why is every single one of your brain tumour things like a sexual thing?
2: Yeah, I just I don't know like how realistic well, this that back is at
1: to... all.
0: This links back to what you were saying, Liam, about the previous one where they've linked it, basically all of this season three misogynist behavior. It's like, oh, was that because of the brain tumor? Um, and like that would track if this is, this is what they're going for because it's like it's escalated now to a point where he's just seeing misogyny happen all Mm. around him um so uh yeah it's it but it is I don't know how true to life that that
2: I don't think that's true to life (laughs) I, I think I mean I know about like there are forms of dementia you can get that can um make you very sexually inappropriate with people um like I've heard of things like that uh, yeah I don't think this is uh, you know his change has anything to do with the brain tumor at all I think it's if anything like do you remember that um episode of Angel called um Billy Billy um
1: which ironically enough is- <laughs>
2: Is it called... Yeah, it's yeah, called, he's Billy. Called, he's called Billy. He's yeah. called Billy. Yeah. yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, so there's this episode of Angel called Billy where there's this... Um, in honour of Billy Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> in honour of Billy Thomas. Um, that is about a guy called Billy who can um, basically... Uh,
1: bring it, out the bring primal misogynistic instincts Yeah, within basically...
2: There. Will infect men basically in terms of like bringing to the surface like misogynistic ideas and thoughts and feelings that they have already inside of them and bringing Mm. it to the surface in like a really violent, like sometimes homicidal way. Yeah, Um, and I just feel like that's probably, if anything, that's what the brain tumor did was like in it, like be act like an. Uh, uninhibitor, basically, like, be, like...
0: Or, like, an amplifier of your, like, worst instincts. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Because then... Because I... Yeah, I think... I've got more to say on this later, so yeah, maybe okay. we'll yeah, 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 keep going. But yeah, I think there's something to say about Billy and how we remember him. But yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yes. we, he's not dead yet, as Richard has just said. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Billy, Billy's excused himself and, and left the left the room, uh, embarrassed about what what's just happened. Um, and Ling just goes, I hope he's not going to milk this. And I was like, Ling!
1: <laughs> She's just trying to get a rise out of people at this point, specifically Ally, which ties into something that happens later for me, yeah, which I found yeah. interesting. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, Richard moves on to their case of the week, which is uh, Prune versus Prune, a case that Billy and Ali uh, were supposed to be working on together. But Richard asks if uh, it is a good idea for Billy to still be on it um and Ali kind of reluctantly agrees that she's going to talk to Billy about it. Um but then Elaine walks in with some news, which is one of her favorite things to do. There is a problem with the biscuit. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, go on. <laughs> everyone <laughs> Files out of the meeting room to find John's legs flailing from the elevator, which is ostensibly stuck between floors. So basically, he's protruding from this small gap between the floor. Of the, the elevator and the top of the doorway, which, can I just go, oh my god, Scarious this is my worst fun. nightmare. Yeah. Like, this is why you don't keep pressing stop on the elevator. And also, why the fuck did he try to get through the gap? Like, that's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, I've no idea how you got into Manage that position. This. So stupid. Christ!
1: Uh, And Nell Nell looks visibly embarrassed by her pathetic boyfriend. Well, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: So that's the point. So Ali is rightly horrified, which is the correct reaction. (laughs) Um, Whereas Elaine has called the fire department... Ling is just really mad that now she has to take the stairs rather than get the lift. And Richard is trying to get John to relax because there's these like ominous creaking sounds from the elevator. Oh, Except they basically have to tell all of this to John's butt because they can't <laughs> see his head and his legs just keep kicking and Elaine's like, oh look, his socks don't match. Isn't that cute? And then as you say, Liam, Nell is just stood way back from the rest of them looking disgusted and watched us out. <laughs> Happened. like, how does, dare you embarrass I mean, me like this. Does
2: anyone know why this... Oh, Because very clearly, <laughs> <No>. for me, <laughs>
0: this episode,
2: they don't seem to have had Peter McNichol for, like, a lot of yeah. the episode. It, it feels like a way of having John in the episode more than they actually had Peter McNichol for the episode. I, I, you know what gonna, I mean? Yes.
1: Yeah, I'm going to raise this later. Um, when you know later on in Yeah. For a certain I just
2: reason. wondered if anyone knew why uh, that was
1: but I agree with you that, so that you, like, I would that that's probably almost definitely not his legs
2: no in no
0: that's thing. interesting well, I don't because in the episode after this which I've watched he's not in that um and uh, I um, yes, I hadn't put two and two together because we do see Peter and McNichol a bit later, like his face. In this show, him yeah. In, this, in, this, in episode. this episode. But actually, now that you mention it, they could have filmed that entire, and they probably did film that entire elevator scene without mm. him there and yes. just using his voice. Recorded. Yes. Um, And I hadn't put two and two together, but now that you mention it, that, that's actually right. And I don't know why. I don't know whether he was busy on another job. I haven't looked it up. Yeah. Um, I, I would be surprised just surprised realized...
1: if either. I, I suppose he could have been, could have been ill, possibly. Yeah. Um. It, hence him being just in bed for one scene later on, like, uh, or he could have been on a film. Peter McNeil quite Yeah, a, that's
0: what I'm wondering. A, he's
1: quite a kind of respected actor. He could have probably been doing some other project, maybe, and got yeah. some time off.
0: Well, I wonder whether
2: he did actually hurt himself. Maybe he injured himself, and that's yeah. why. They
0: could only maybe. really have him in bed in a. Scene. That would
1: make sense. That would actually. Peter flow.
0: McNichol, if you could get in touch and let us know what happened around these pivotal episodes <laughs> in season three that meant that you weren't able to be in them, then we would really appreciate understanding what that was because we uh, are baffled, quite frankly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think you're. I think you're right. I think maybe he was ill yeah. or injured. I think maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. So okay.
0: meanwhile, we're back with Billy. Um, he is in his office, and Sandy is in there sorting out some paperwork for this prune case. And she asks if there's anything else she can do. And Billy's kind of been watching her, and he just seriously goes, "Um, yeah, I, I, you can take a hike." Um, and she's like what and he's like look i don't know who your mr right is but the chances that it's an older man coming out of a divorce with a brain tumor are pretty slim um and sandy's kind of like oh i see what you're doing here like i'm not i'm not going to run away and billy's like no i'm pushing you away um and he's like when they're pulling me down the corridor for my operation i it's not your hand that i want to be holding um, and she's like, okay, so you're just saying all of this to spare me pain. Um, but then Billy has hallucinated that Sandy is just completely naked. Um, and Billy kind of shakes his head to get rid of it. And he's like, uh, no, 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 no. Um, I'm just thinking of myself, like unconvincingly trying to convince her that he's an ass so that she won't feel bad about leaving. Um, but she goes and... Um, and Ali comes in and she tells him that the uh, the prune case is pretty simple and that she's really happy to do it on her own if he's not feeling up to it. But Billy's like, no, we're not doing that. I don't want people treating me like a patient. Like, forget it. And Ali's like, well, you're... But you are hallucinating. And, and Billy's like, well, you do too. Which I was like, good fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ali's like, well, at least I know when I'm having them. And I'm sorry, that is just... Not true. Like she's had to clarify with people on several occasions (laughs) whether what she's experiencing is actually going on. So bullshit, Ali. Um, Yeah. But then Billy's like, "No, I'm I'm starting to figure that out myself." Um, and he's basically just trying to convince Ali that work is the best thing for him right now, and he can do it. Um, so Ali agrees to keep him on the case. Um, and then Billy just flops down in his chair and he's like, "Can you believe this? Like, I always heard about this happening to other people, but..." I never thought it would happen to me. Um, and then he's like, you know, the doctors really do think it's benign. Um, and Ali offers to go with him to the appointment with his specialist. But Billy's like, no, don't worry. is going, but thank you anyway. Um, so she's like, okay. And she gets up to go out of the room, but then she turns back and she just goes, love you. And Billy's like, love you too. And then just as Ali's nearly out the door, Billy's like, actually, I would really love it if you would come with me to the doctors. So she's like, "Okay, I will." So, it was a little poignant moment there. Uh,
1: I was just going to say that that exchange between them where she just turns around and says, "Love you," and he says, "Love you too." I think that's beautifully performed. Uh, by yeah,
2: both so people. I have really the same note. I have the same note. Just the kind of like um yeah, just the the it, it just feels like very matter of fact and just like platonic mm. genuine love like yeah love you just need you to know yeah and yeah like
0: that reciprocated it's a lovely it's moment really sweet yeah and yeah.
2: also like I think Billy you know uh, yeah he does it in a in a sort of kind of harsh way like breaking up with Sandy but I think he knew that that's what it was going yeah. to take to you know, get her to push her away. Yeah. And I think that was actually a decent that thing, a to, decent do. thing like, to do. That is a decent thing to do. Yeah, be like, I agree. Uh, you know, I don't want to drag this young girl through whatever is coming next. Like, yeah. we are not that deep. And, um, you know, I don't think... Doesn't you know, deserve he doesn't that. Uh, he, yeah. he clearly figures it wouldn't be fair on her, yeah. which he's right, it wouldn't be.
1: No. It's interesting. I, I, I was interested to see what you guys made of that, uh, made of his treatment of her. And for me, it was one of those things where it's just a difficult situation, yeah, mm. in terms of actually he's essentially he is essentially being honest because when he turns around and says, "You know, oh, when they're pulling me down the hallway of the hospital, I don't want you ho- I don't want you to be the one holding my hand. I was like, it sounds insanely harsh, considering that he's dating this girl oh. or whatever like you know." But at the same time, I'm like, if you're potentially going to die, uh, it is time for kind of honesty. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, that blatantly is true. He blatantly has just kind of, you know, him dating her has been like a knock effect of his kind of personality this season. It's of like time, midlife you know, crisis. Getting to date. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, getting to date his hot that. young yeah. thing yeah. and then yeah.
1: like you know that's what it's been about and actually in reality she doesn't not, have
2: the depth of emotion for Yeah, her she's that not, not going to provide. Like or Ali. Yeah.
1: She's not she's never going to be able to provide the level of emotional support no. that he needs. wants yeah. or needs in that moment that he could get from Georgia and Ali, who are Always gonna be the two women closest to him. Well, that's why he mm. went and... straight
0: to Georgia. Like when he found out the news, yeah. he went straight to her. Because, yeah. you know, he didn't he go, did to, go Sandy. to Sandy. Yeah. And I think I think you're right, like he did say it in in a kind of a harsh way, but I think there's two reasons for that. A, um, it's true, uh, and he hasn't got time mm. to like pretend otherwise. But B, saying it in that way. It's it's giving her an excuse to be like, oh, well, fine, fuck you then, if she wants to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and actually, it's that's going to make it easier for easier her. To walk her. Walk away. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that was quite smart of him.
1: Listen yeah. to me yeah, saying
0: yeah. Billy's smart. Jeez. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I,
1: mean, I, I will say I still felt sorry for that. Yeah, of course. I still felt sorry but... for her because I think. Yeah at the end of the day you probably should never been dating her in the first place no of course not yeah Yeah. and you know so really uh, and the the fact is whatever way you cut it the fact that he has to end up kind of you know saying those things to her is not nice for her no and obviously it's gonna be you know and it's
2: not her fault she hasn't you know that they haven't had the time to develop uh you know intimate relationship that might have been, you know, if he'd got a brain tumor five years from now and they'd been together all that time, mm-hmm. she might be the person. I don't he'd think want he
1: wanted to her her in. an intimate
2: relationship. No. no, I don't. I don't think he did. But so, you know, she doesn't. She didn't go into that. She went into that relationship thinking, you know, clearly thinking it wasn't going to be a casual thing. I don't mm-hmm. think she mm-hmm. wanted no. a casual thing with Billy. No, because she was, you know, proper like
0: umming and ahhing over it yeah and yeah was clearly quite conflicted I think having a casual a thing with your boss is always asking for trouble to be honest a bad yeah. idea and
2: she knew that yeah. so I think she kind of went into it being like well there's a chance this could be more than casual so it's worth taking that chance and yeah I think like um yeah it's not her fault that it you know
0: the brain tumor no came fault that so this early happened, on but you know it's I no. think it's the right thing to do so, poor yes. Sandy, poor okay. really. um So, then we're in the court for the Prune case. And Mr. Prune is on the stand explaining to his lawyer that he is there asking for an annulment because... He and his wife had not had sex before their wedding night um, due to religious uh, reasons. Um, and that is an example of their shared personal values that they bonded over when they got together. Um, you know, they'd often talked about how difficult it was to get ahead in a materialistic, superficial, artificial world. Um, and can I just point out that for Finally, on this show, there is a Neighbours connection because... I thought it was I completely forgot about this. (laughs) Mrs. Prune, who is Billy and Ali's client, is played by Kimberly Davies, who played a character in the mid-90s on Neighbours, my favourite Australian soap called Annalise Hartman. Ah! Annalise, I remember this. I
1: was so so
0: So psyched to see her. I was like, oh my God!
1: It's so funny you say that because I was so much more excited by the actor playing Mr. Oh, Prune, Mr. Prune, Jay Kerns, <laughs> uh, who's Jay, who's Jay Kerns, who plays Dutch in The Shield, The Shield, which is one of my favorite TV series of all time, and he plays one of the lead detectives. He's really in great. In he's, it, yeah. he's, he's incredible Guys, yeah. in that show. I mean, it's he's raining great on my show neighbor's show.
0: parade. <laughs>
1: Jay fucking Kearns, Dutch and The Shield, he's... Very, a- anyone... Dutch
2: from The Shield versus Annalise from yeah. Neighbours. I, mean, I, I, I know obviously, Annalise
1: from Neighbours is more exciting. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, any Shield fans out there would be very excited. I mean, he's incredible in that show, so... I mean here he is playing a complete arse because this yeah. is the most bullshit. Game. Thing ever. I so honestly as soon as Don't they started spoil saying I was your like, retrial. Oh, please. Okay. okay. All right. But
0: um but yeah, no, I mean imagine being Annalise from Neighbours and then being like a first hand <laughs> witness <laughs> in Billy's death episode. Like, imagine but, Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I started from the bottom and now I'm here. Oh my goodness. What a career. <laughs> So yeah, great little treat for me, at least. Um, But then, um, yes, anyway, so then Mr. Prune, um, person from S.H.I.E.L.D., yes, very good. Um, He explains that when he went to have sex with uh, his wife, Mrs. Prune, for the first time on his wedding night, he found out that her breasts were implants and that they felt like petrified whoopee cushions two big rocks with nipples and he's basically like crying about it on the stand because he's like what kind of Lutheran would do that and I just could not stop laughing because you're right like this is ridiculous um but then he found out that she'd had her nose her cheeks and her tummy done as well and he's really mad because he feels like she was pretending to be something that she wasn't Therefore, it wasn't ever a real marriage. And so that's why he's asking for an annulment rather than a divorce. I mean. I mean. Just get a fucking divorce, man. Yeah. Stop being a That's the thing. (laughs) These religious people, they're funny about divorce. So, yeah. Ali goes to cross-examine him. And she's quite aggressive because she's accusing him of basically only wanting to marry uh, Mrs. Prune for her looks. And Mr. Prune is like, no, this speaks to her character. She's not the woman I thought I was marrying. Um, And Ali's like, yeah, but when you get married, you say for better or worse, does worse not include vanity? And Mr. Prune's like, look, I want to be able to teach my children that you should accept yourself for who you are. And he's like, how can I tell them to be happy with the bodies that God gave them when mummies had work done? And then he's like, "Look, I can see you've had some work done yourself." And Allie is mortally <laughs> offended and immediately moves to get that struck from the record, and that the record shows that she most certainly has not had plastic surgery. <laughs>
1: I mean, I thought the Lady Dove protest too much. I was like, I, I was like did Callista Blockhart personally ask for this speech to be written into the episode or something? Because I was like, were people saying in the media at the time, like, oh, she's had some work done. She was like, I... have.
0: Not so <laughs> she's always in the show Ali's always had this weird thing about plastic surgery and being offended yeah. if anyone ever thinks that anything about Likewise. her is not natural which I think is really odd or,
2: or that she would get it at a later date do you remember yes. the, the Billy that Billy was, was like oh we're imagining yeah. a future life with her yeah and she was like why do you think I would get work done like it's like chill out Ali yeah
0: yeah it's uh, Ali it's definitely a character trait of Ali's that she's like got this inbuilt stigma about plastic surgery that she yeah, can't she get does. over but yeah
2: well because when he starts listing like the things that his wife has had done Ali starts like looking at like um, her client Annalise. like <laughs> like yeah just like yeah, Annalise <laughs> like just looking at her like Ooh. Yeah, like, like like assessing her body. Yeah. And I'm like, Ali, like, you would already know all of this. Yeah. Like, why are you acting like this is new information? Yeah. And now you have to check out your it's client weird. and see if you can spot the plastic surgery. <laughs> like, you weirdo. <laughs> uh yeah
1: that's a really good point actually i didn't feel about that man, of course you'd already know he's like this is the case you're going me be trying where you like, you should know all of she, and she like it, it, it cut to her quickly looking at her notes like oh shit i have a distracted i can't believe
0: i'm defending one of them <laughs> the people that have plastic surgery that i'm so morally okay, opposed to. Much? yeah um yeah so in the next scene we are at the um specialist appointment with billy um and georgia and ali is there and she is still ranting about the fact that this guy thought that she'd had work done and billy and georgia are a bit like hun kind of got bigger things to worry about right now (laughs) like
3: can you let it go um
0: but then um, two uh, doctors come in. So one is a woman and one is an Asian man. I think he's meant to be Japanese, but I don't think that's ever confirmed. Um, but he's speaking. Played
1: by Clyde uh, Kusetusu. Yes. Apparently. Who I thought was very good. Yes. In this episode. Oh, okay. Um, um, and was also in a film called Volunteers, which we covered on Spotlight. Oh, okay. So there you go.
0: Um, he's. Speaks with a very thick accent. Is that you'll know this if you've seen him in other stuff, Liam? Because I don't think I have. But is he is that his natural voice or is he putting that on?
1: Well, I should say that Volunteers is set in Thailand, right. For um, most of it, okay. so he's playing one of the characters there. So it's possible that it's not his natural accent, and he just in both of these things, right? He's putting that yes. accent on. It is possible that he's... um, I I did actually look at his IMDb because I'm a big fan of a lot of Asian cinema Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so I was... Oh, because I thought he was really good in the episode. Mm. I I was like, oh, is he a guy maybe who's from Asian cinema? And then he's come to America. yeah. But when looking through his IMDb, it looked to me like he'd mostly been in American stuff. So I think that he probably is American... And then it's been asked to do an action. Yeah, and
0: the reason I I bring that up is because I got a bit uncomfortable later because we'll see um, that this kind of gets played for laughs a little bit, which I didn't like, but we'll talk about that. (laughs) When we get there. Which is very typical
2: yeah. for that era, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. We'll
1: definitely talk about yeah. that later. Um, yeah.
0: So basically, these doctors tell Billy that his growth is benign, which is good. And everyone's visibly relieved and, and you know, like, oh, like you know, have been holding their breath. But um, but basically, it's in the part of his brain that controls speech. So it's really difficult to operate on. Um, and the Asian doctor says that he would prefer not to. And they'd rather try and shrink it instead. And then the female doctor says that she wants to bring him in for MRI scanning um, over the next month or so to just see, check how fast it's growing, make sure it's not growing too fast. Um, and then she goes, and also, while you're here, I'd like to give you a little oral sex. Um, and Billy's just kind of looking at her suspiciously because he's like, I'm pretty sure that she d- didn't, didn't say that. Did she?
1: Like, he's just like, that wasn't real, was it? Like, Talk about your bedside manner. <laughs>
0: Um, so, yeah, things are up with Billy's brain,
1: faux show. Sure. Um, things are up in Billy's pants, by now.
0: Well, same thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, back at the Cajun Fish office, uh, Richard is using his cell phone to speak to John, um, who he's uh getting increasingly frustrated that he's still stuck um and Richard is trying to keep him calm um when suddenly Nell comes up and just takes the phone off of Richard and in this really like it's almost like business-like the way she talks to him she's like look I know this isn't the best of timing but I don't think this is really working out for us um I think we should start seeing other people and I was like Nell! Jesus Christ, like, unbelievable. Now? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm going to throw my... <laughs> ...into the ring right.
1: oh, at this point, yeah. by the way. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, this is... I will say that although I do object to the way she dumps John in this scene, it is a kind of general objection to now okay. uh, across the, across the board. Like, uh, I think it's so funny listening to your podcast... I think you've really well tracked the way when Nell first arrived in season two that everyone was saying oh you're this terrible ice queen," and then clearly from the way she was acting she actually wasn't and Mm -hmm. she seemed like a nice good professional person and weirdly it seems that this season she's become the monster everyone always thought she was. Yes. Um, and obviously, I yeah, I've been reminded in your previous episodes about you know her terrible elitism, um, effort, which they bring back up here. And, yeah, you know, she, she keeps stating, like, oh, yeah, no, he, he hates me because I won't date a janitor, blah, blah. Um, and I, I just thought the way she did this was so deeply callous. Yeah, yeah. cold. And it feels to me that all of her, as much as I know that she did occasionally mock his stutter in rage, which isn't nice or good, but it feels like what's caused her to lose all respect, and it does feel like she has zero respect yeah. for John mm. at this point. Is you know, because see this is a guy who she dated and like, you know, had a romance with, everything like that. Um, it seems like what's caused her to do that is this revelation of Basically, he, him not being a massive elitist like her. Yeah. The fact that he's not willing to kind of view the little people as if they're people who should be marched to death camps. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> as kind of, you know, turned out... I mean, she has got a very Aryan look to her. I yeah. And I just think... I, I think she's become a really terrible... Awful person. Well, John actually said, like, you know, I can't believe because essentially, you know, she's dumping him over the phone, even though he's actually right there, there sort of. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, she, it just seems she takes the opportunity to do it and takes advantage of his situation, which yeah, you know, as as funny as it is, isn't nice. No, it's horrible, and you know, it's just yeah, I, I think she's fucking horrendous, and I at this point. I've basically lost any kind of, kind of love for her character at all. And and just I mean, terrible.
2: my note was, like, does Nell have a fucking brain tumour too? Like,
1: <laughs> I'm just, like, compare...
2: Like, you're saying, compare her, like, the Nell of season two. Right. Nell here. Yeah. Like, she's really quite different, and I can't understand, like, why... Like, what's brought
0: this change on? It's a complete 180, isn't it? It's like a complete Mm. character assassination from season three onwards. It's like nothing like the Nell we used to know. And I do not understand it. It's so weird. Yeah, like, there doesn't appear to be
2: any, like, she she doesn't, we've not seen her go through anything, like, horribly traumatic or awful that would make her
1: well suddenly apart from finding out that her boyfriend doesn't hate poor people like well, she does that, I, that's the trauma but that's <laughs> the, the thing again.
2: Like, I, I don't feel like we ever got a hint of her hating no poor people that was new that's in, this season in the season two like yeah. uh, it just yeah I mean it's very odd it's very odd to just be like Yeah, now I'm going to be the ice queen that we said I was in the last season. That there was no
0: evidence for and now it's all come back. It's just so weird. It's strange. Um, Yeah, yeah. so we we just hear this annoyed nose whistle through the phone. Um, (laughs) And even Richard and Ling kind of look shocked by what she's done. And I'm like, when those two think you've gone too far, you've really fucked it, (laughs) do you know what (laughs) I mean? And John just—we hear John on the phone just go, "You're breaking up with me? Do you not think we should talk about this first? And she's like, "No, there's there's nothing to discuss, and I wouldn't want to leave you dangling. Pardon the pun." And I'm like, "This is not the time for oh, puns." Now. <laughs> and
2: John—not the time.
0: No, John starts stuttering um but now it's like look i still adore you but you know we both know it wouldn't have worked out in the long run and you know we'll just talk about it later and then she gives the phone back to richard and john you just see john's legs in the background just kicking out like he's i i I
2: really really feel the adoration
0: there (laughs) thanks it's like she's literally just like oh check that one off my to-do list great now i can move on with the rest of my day morning meeting yeah yeah exactly (laughs) terrible unbelievable unbelievable so back at the courthouse uh mrs prune is being questioned by billy um and she's saying that you know cosmetic work as we all know doesn't actually change you as a human being like everyone (laughs) tries to make themselves more attractive like it's not that different to you know using moisturizer or putting lipstick on you marry people for what they are. You don't sue them for what they're not. And and then she says, you know, trust me, after having sex with you, I have a claim myself. And then she's like, tiny. Like, she makes references to his penis being small, which I just, oh, like, God. sick bird. Says he has a tiny <laughs> <weenie wicket. laughs>
1: um, but, so, uh, To be honest, <laughs> right, uh, I'm surprised that Simon did nudge his lawyer. Be like... Keep an objection in there, please? Oh, quite, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, if, no, don't worry, judge was instantly like, overall. <laughs> <laughs> she showed me a picture earlier, buddy. Um,
0: yeah, so so then the opposing counsel crosses and asks her if, um, you know, he's, he's kind of, was your misrepresentation only about your appearance? Like, what about the herbal mood enhancers that you've been taking? And like, apparently, basically, she's taken a lot of, Supplements, uh, which I'm
1: the which which
0: the opposing council tries to say that physically you're not what you held yourself out to be. Mentally, <laughs> you, you know can't... you're taking all these
1: chemicals. No, no, but the things he lists, he goes like Saint John's Wort, Ginseng. I'm like, mate, you can get those at your local health exactly. food shop. Like, exactly, you know, it's, it, it's not like he, she's not going to the corner in Baltimore like uh, <laughs> going like scoring. <laughs> <laughs> some like, uh, heroin. I know. Was going on? I was like it's these bizarre. were just like normal things
0: to be taking. Yeah. Um, and, it, and then he's like, you know, mentally you're different without the chemicals. Who is the real Angela Proof? <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey. Well, and also, I was like, um, Sorry, like literally, this isn't even factually correct. That the things you've listed aren't chemicals. no sain's not a fucking chemical. So, George, what's not a fucking chemical?
2: I mean, they uh, are technically chemicals, but they're in the scientific way. way. Yeah. Like, like, as no, in oh, water is a
0: chemical. I, <laughs>
2: A potato I mean who is really you <laughs> It's just like, because it's just
0: like I mean, pa- Potatoes have a very big effect on me Like the le- never forget Never forget that Brian Harvey Run himself over after eating Several jacket potatoes <laughs>
2: <laughs> But I'm just When you're pulling out the supplement argument, I'm just like you are clutching at straws. Like this is desperate.
0: (sighs) Well, Billy, um, Billy objects uh, because this is ridiculous. Um, She's being badgered, (laughs) Um, but then he hallucinates that Angelo is naked on the stand and going, "It's about time you sprang into action, big boy." And Billy's like. (laughs) (laughs)
2: okay David E. Kelly oh goodness me
1: we get it Billy pulling his collar away
0: I'm surprised again that they didn't put in the old Tex Avery uh, animation that would have been Yeah. yeah Um, but anyway, meanwhile, Richard is fuming over what Nell just did to John. And he's basically corners her by the copier saying that he's got a good mind to fire her. And Nell's like, uh, not a good idea, mate. Associate dates senior partner. Associate breaks up with senior partner. Associate gets fired. How many zeros go with that one? And I was like, she's she's not wrong, you know. No, <laughs> she's kind of got you wrong. over a barrel. <laughs> um, yeah. But then she's like... Maybe, you know, I should have waited. Um, but then she stops talking because her heels uh, suddenly move her up <laughs> and down because John's got his stupid remote control <laughs> for her shoes. Um, And then she's like, look, the reality is Don doesn't even like me. He likes how I look, um, how it feels to be seen with me. But really, he just thinks that I'm an arrogant, elitist, rich bitch snob. And I think he's weird. And then she like lists off all his kooky little quirks, citing the fact that he identified with the quote unquote oddballs from the case last week. And she was like, he wanted to invite them over to dinner. Yuck, as if I'd be able to eat. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Jesus this Christ. is my
1: objection i love Good. it we all object to nell at different points
2: i was just like the absolute disgust she expresses of like having to endure a oh. dinner with a trans woman and a fat woman and a man with i don't know a bow tie yeah and a bow tie like it's just so fucking gross. Like, so vile. It's like, you're the disgusting one here now. Right. Like, not anyone else. Like, it was so horrible. Yeah, I mean,
1: she Ugh. does come across as... Proper, she, I mean, the way she speaks, she comes across as some, like... Nazi. Right, <laughs> Nazi maniac. <laughs> yeah, like, in does. terms right. of, like, like I say, like, she does sound like she's just, like... These people should be locked away. And yeah, never seen so again, I don't so, have like, to like, look yeah. at them. I, I also will say, I don't know why she hasn't taken off the shoes, which have remote control <laughs> right? at this she's point. Right, she's got other oh, <laughs>
0: shoes.
1: Yeah. You know. Surely she's got other shoes.
0: I don't like those shoes. <laughs> no. I, and
1: also I will say, much as, you know, I think she has been horrible to Sean, she is terrible. Like, his mad idea with the shoes is just, like, fucking Awful, Maybe yeah, that's what we drove said her over that. The well, but that's why we I did say that like, last time. If she dumped him over that, I would have understood like I would have gone there yeah. 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 because the, the, that means I think he's got some serious kind of issues if he needs to do that in order to feel like a man. Like, yeah, exactly.
0: That's what makes this even worse in a way because I'm like, you have grounds to write a story that Nell and John's relationship didn't work out for lots of really valid reasons. They weren't compatible Mm. for lots of reasons. You didn't have to make Nell a fucking Nazi in the process. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm so mad that this has happened to her because she was such a good character. Yeah,
2: because it's like, she's the one that is having, yeah, like you say, character, like, destroyed. Like, anything good about her is being completely overwritten with all this nastiness and it's like so therefore she's the villain of the yeah. relationship whereas it's like John was doing plenty of things that you know are reasonably ob- objectionable to you know what I mean yeah you know I mean
1: she, she even states like good reasons so it's all like when she turns around and says he doesn't actually like me he likes the way I look he likes I think the think that's that true. I was like yeah. I think that is true yeah. I think that is true I think that just the other stuff has compounded the situation everything like i think that probably is true i don't think he does actually love yeah, and I her, think like, he you likes know, you for you. Um, she, they
0: didn't I, I need think, to do all of this other like terrible yeah. things to Nell's character yeah. to get the same outcome. And uh, to me, that's a more interesting story because yeah. actually they're both, yeah. they're both flawed. They're both kind of to blame for, for different things. They didn't have to do this. Like they, no. David E. Kelly, did not have to do this.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. yeah, I agree. yeah. I agree.
0: Um, but anyway, yeah, she's she's acting really vilely, and then then she just starts yelling. It's one thing after another with him, Richard. It's just one damn thing after another. And then they realise that everyone in the office has just heard her little, you
2: know, She's making a scene.
0: Um, And Richard's like, well, well, maybe you should discuss this with him. And she's like, I can't, because today he's managed to get himself stuck in an elevator and then storms off. And then... I do
2: think that's funny.
0: (laughs) And then... Lol, Elaine comes up wearing fireman gloves, carrying a helmet, with a report back from the front line saying that they're almost done. And I was like, Of course, Elaine was right in there with the fire brigade. With the fireman. And then Richard sees Billy across the office and he asks him how the case is going. Um, But as he says that, he's like clearly straining to look at Billy's head (laughs) and Billy's Billy's like it starts to kind of tell him but then all of a sudden we get the horror um sort of music the swell of strings as Billy suddenly hallucinates that the office is entirely empty and he's there on his own and he just calls where did everybody go and then Richard like reappears and he's like well we're, we're right here like you know you're all right and um and he's like, Billy, I, I'm not good at this, you know, when things aren't good, you know, I I, I go into surf mode, um, by which he means, you know, grab the remote and fast forward to the ending. Um, but then Billy hears this noise, which is like, Row! and he like whips around and he, and he hears it again. And he's like, what is that? And Richard's like, what? Like, what the fuck is going on? Because all he sees is Billy just like freaking out. And Billy's like, um... I'm just going to go and work on my closing. But then we hear (laughs) like the familiar bass line of Love Machine starting up. And then he turns around again, and there's little cartoon avatars of Ali, Georgia, Ling, Nell, and Elaine all doing a dance routine to I'm just a love Love Machine on some desks. And Billy's like, Richard. Can you see these two? But then they just disappear into dust. And Richard's like, "Uh uh-uh. uh And Billy just looks really spooked, and he just is like, "I need to call my doctor again." And I was like, "You think? <laughs> like, <laughs> this they is look not like good.
1: The, They look like the PlayStation Two characters in an Annie but Bill computer game. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. the
0: they do. Oh, that
2: that hallucination where. Suddenly, everyone is gone. Gone, like that's really
0: scary. Scary, yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: can you imagine that? Yeah, and I if can. they'd
1: done more of those kind of hallucinations, of the episode it would probably been more effective. Yes, but. I agree. Yeah, true,
0: but yeah, like how disorienting and and crazy. Like I just, I yeah, must be terrifying. But. Anyway, yeah. so good news. They have extracted John from the elevator and he is being taken to the hospital to get checked out. Um, and Elaine is, is putting a helmet on a fireman and saying goodbye. Um, and Ling wants to <coughs> know when the elevator will be working again. And Elaine's just like, oh, um, in an hour, like what's what's so important about the elevator? And Ling's like, well, some of us have lives and don't want to get the stairs to go to our facial appointments. And Elaine's like, well, gee, and some of us are worrying about Billy's brain tumour. <laughs> like, <laughs> blimey. Oh, so. Yeah,
1: Elaine gets an opportunity to flip it round. She? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She got yeah. Like she She's like, oh, well, I'll have a go now. Yeah.
2: yeah. But yeah, exactly. that scene again, it's very obvious they didn't have Peter McNichol because yeah, you never see his face as he's been taken out on a stretcher.
0: I didn't yeah. spot that, but you're right, we didn't. And yeah, okay. No. So, yeah, speaking of Billy's brain tumour, Billy's doctor um, clearly has decided that Billy needed to have an examination because he's gone to visit Billy in his office with Ali and Georgia there. And the um, doctor is like shining a light into his eyes, doing some, some checks and asking him about the hallucination. And Ali points out, you know, they're getting more and more frequent. And the doctor then asked Sally and Georgia to leave, um, so that he can, um, speak to Billy. Um, and he says to Billy that he thinks they'll have to operate to remove the tumor after all. So he suggests scheduling it for this weekend. Um, and, and Billy, I think is, 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 clearly trying to come to terms with the idea that he's actually going to have to have brain surgery which is huge um when he has another hallucination but this time it's of the doctor singing lean on me so he's just going yeah times in our lives we all have pain (laughs) and billy just blinks and the doctor, in reality, is just, you know, giving him instructions on how to prepare for his <laughs> surgery. Um, and Billy shakes his head. But then the hallucination comes back and the doctor's going, lean on me. <laughs> <Where not?" laughs> and I was just like, yes, it was funny, but I'm actually going to throw in my Objection. here because okay, I just get the feeling that this doctor's been told um to either put on this thick accent or he's been cast with a thick accent for oh, you mean the humor the yeah sorry the, he's not a real doctor yeah so he's not a real doctor <laughs> the actor yeah for uh, for the humor of this scene because where he sings lean on me because because it will sound funnier sung with an asian accent Um, That was how I took it. And I I just felt really uncomfortable with that. I'm not I just think I I think it would be funny with a regular accent. Do you know what I mean? And I just got the sense that even if that is his real, you know, actual accent, I felt like that was a casting decision. I felt like they wanted that for that scene to make it funnier
1: funny you should say that because i actually went through a similar thought process at least watching the scene Mm. because i actually remembered this moment happening um because it is a memorable moment um and i actually thought to myself like hmm have they hired this guy because that is gonna make it kind of funnier because of his accent i actually watched the scene twice because of that And basically listened out for how he was pronouncing words in the thing. Because basically what I was listening out for was them doing a Team America. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So one way, um, you know, that's what I was listening out for. I thought, is that what they're doing? And actually listening back to it twice, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't think they are in terms of when it gets to like, you know, lean on me. I don't actually think he's pronouncing the words In a kind of cliched manner for that accent.
0: I noticed it the most at the next bit where um, he um, is sort of blinking at him and going, are you okay? Um, And he suggests he goes home to relax. And Billy goes, well but I have to write my closing and the doctor goes, please swallow your pride. And that bit (laughs) to me sounded like the team America more so, um, because Uh, of the way the words, um, uh, the please and the swallow particularly. I was like, I'm not sure about this. Um, Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if we both had that thought at the very least, it's not landed particularly well, you know?
1: Yeah, I think it's a difficult one in terms of number one, I would like to know 100% like whether the actors he's using is real action or not. And like you say, even if he is, there's potential if they have deliberately cast that way for, yeah. for that effect. Which is but,
0: gross if that is the case.
1: But, yeah, but what I will say is I don't think it was over egg. In terms of, you know, I don't think it was like, considering this is a show that can get very silly and kind of like like that way, I didn't feel like they were pushing it to an extreme. And I still think that they treated his character as a good doctor who was to be respected as a good doctor rather than a joke.
0: I think it was just this scene that I had the issue with. And I think um, it probably was acceptable in the 90s. But I think these days, I think it would be borderline. I I think
2: it's um, ho- knowing the era this was done in. Yeah. And that kind of, oh, foreign person or foreign looking yeah. person with funny accent is funny joke. Like that. That was a really common It happened all the time that was yeah. wheeled out yeah. on yeah, TV yeah. like true. all the fucking time. So it's kind of hard to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. in this case. I I know what you mean and I know what you're saying in terms of like you don't feel like it was over egg.
0: Well, it's not like Mickey and Rooney, I... you know, it's not like Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's, you know what I mean? It's an actual no. Asian man, it's, you know, <laughs> no. they're yes. not yes. playing it up, so to speak. But then, I, I don't know his real accent, so, you, know, you no. know. And as I say, even if it was his real accent, I still there feel like that was a decision. Yeah,
2: there to are cast definitely like that. worse examples of this kind of thing in 90s TV but, um or early 2000s Yeah, keeping. I agree,
1: because it's about but intention, I, isn't yeah, it? In terms yeah. of, did they actually, because, yeah, if it was a case, if they went, oh, who are we going to hire for this role? Let's hire an Asian actor, because it will be funnier, then immediately that's kind of problematic for yeah, Even yes. if it do- didn't come across that way, just for that idea in terms of what, like you say, it would have been funny, with anyone yeah. yeah it would it could have it would have been a funny moment no matter what yeah um yeah. so yeah it's a difficult yeah. one I think
0: no I think they're
2: both good
0: points yeah um yeah it just made me feel a bit like huh, I'm not sure about this mm. so yeah I don't rejection. you yeah. don't trust the intentions yeah.
2: of the show with yeah. this yeah and yeah. I think that's fair I think that's yeah. fair
0: um, Clyde,
1: if you're listening, write in and tell us yeah, if you're real us, accent
0: or not. Us, send us a voice note, you know. <laughs> yeah, we need proof. proof yeah. <laughs> um, in other medical news, uh, John is at the hospital and he's been put in traction with, um, and he's just got his arms folded. Like, he's clearly pissed off about how this whole day has gone. Um, and Nell has come to visit him and ask how he is. Um, And he says, you know, I'm fine. They're keeping me in because I've got lower back pain and swelling around some of my vertebrae. Um, And then after this prickly pause, he just goes, you could have told me to my face, Dell. Instead, you ended it to my buttocks. And she she is just like, look, I've never been good at breakups. Um, And basically, whenever she does something where she might be unlikable, she embraces being a total bitch because there's more power in it. Um, and then she's like, I do adore you. And John's like, can you just go? I need to get some rest. <laughs> and just right. before she does, she just goes, you know, this was coming, John. Either way, um, either I was going to leave you or you would have left me. But either way, it was coming. And we both knew it. And John just goes, onward and upward then. And Nell's like, yeah, what a great, like she does not read the room. Completely
2: at all. <laughs> ignores the tone, <poem>, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't <Yeah>. she?
0: It's <laughs> like great, yeah, I really like that. I'm gonna get it as my phone background. Yeah. Uh, like, 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 put it on my wall. Yeah, great idea.
1: Onwards oh, and upwards. That li- what did we feel about that line? I embrace being a total bitch, there's more power in it. Did, did we not think this was pure David E. Kelly writing? Yeah. Of being like, oh yeah, like, you know, that's how you get like a powerful woman. Okay,
0: it's I, not I, an I, excuse to treat people like shit. Like saying, no. oh no. you know, if people just don't aren't gonna like me anyway, I just like double down, like so. Yeah, it's like, like tough. I'm sorry, but like it I, I understand
2: the concept, but I just think like, but this is like <sighs> It's what this is what when you're breaking up with someone <laughs> when that person hasn't done anything wrong, yeah, like it's just a case of you're just not compatible and you're not happy anymore like this is not a time to go big or go home like no, it's like a time to be you know sensitive and compassionate and you know uh, well, that's reasoned. The thing. Like, like
0: she's she's there's nothing nobody's wronged her in any way, like this you is know not, what I mean. Like, yeah, this
2: is not a moment to be like, um, like, why do you feel the need to have the power in this moment? Why do you need feel like you need power in and this when moment? You,
0: and when you've been dating someone for as long as they have, like they've been together for over a year now. Um yeah. it's like you owe, unless they've done something terrible, in which case you owe them nothing, but you owe them like you, 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 you owe them respect for their respect. feelings. Do you know what I mean? And to treat their it's feelings like... with care, and you just yeah. kind of just run roughshod all over that because you don't. You're worried that he's not going to like you anyway. So you know, or we're, no one's just... going to like
2: you anyway. And it's like yeah. no,
0: that's that's not cool. And it's really most immature. Actually,
2: people most reasonable people understand that you know people can and do break up just because they're not compatible yeah. and that, that doesn't up. make anyone a bad guy be like, a grown-up and it's just like john deserved better like hmm. a far more at least a far more dignified breakup than the one that he got Nobody you know?
0: deserved to be you know dumped to their butt do you know what i mean like <laughs> that's just not cool that's just not fair <laughs> that's not nice so so back at the courthouse it is time for closings and the opposing counsel goes first and he is saying because his client is religious, he considers the body to be God's work. Um, and it's supposed to be a temple and she completely rebuilt her temple, um, which speaks to her values. So that's why he should get an annulment and not a divorce, which would give him baggage. Um, Great. So,
2: <laughs> can I can I just say because he said something in it that I took like massive exception. I mean, oh I really? I think I skimmed exception over it with lots of it. But like he says something like along the lines of how do you tell your daughter love yourself for who you are, but mom's ha- uh,
0: been reconstructed. Right. Yeah. um He said something similar like, earlier, didn't he? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's just like. Well, how about rather than, you know, giving them empty platitudes like love yourself, maybe we need to be sending our daughters out into the world with an understanding that like due to unrealistic beauty standards that are shoved down our throat 24-7, it's fucking rough out there and loving oneself is not as easy and simple thing to do for everyone and it can take, you know, a lifetime to learn how to practice self-acceptance in a healthy way and actually maybe plastic surgery is uh might be helpful in that process for some people like yeah I just this whole thing is just I'm not I don't enjoy the like, um
0: judgment when it comes to to plastic surgery uh, yeah, but yeah
2: unbelievable
0: Anyway, that was just my little note. (laughs) No, yeah. Then it is Billy's turn. So he starts off by pointing out that no one turns out to be exactly what you thought you were marrying um, because people change. People evolve after you get married. And the point is to take them for better or worse uh, and what you know and what you don't know. And he makes the point that annulments are now being asked for at the snap of a finger. Like, um, he questions what that says about the sanctity of marriage. Um, and he says, a month ago, I watched Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire, where two people who had never met got married on TV, which made me laugh because you had that in cultural stuff, didn't you? A few episodes ago. Yeah, I did, ago. yeah. <laughs> which I was like, did you know that this was coming up? But, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, but also it's funny in the show because at this point, Billy just goes, excuse me a second, and he goes over to Ali to check whether that actually happened or whether it was something he hallucinated. And he's like, no, it, yeah, it, it happened. Like, don't worry. And Billy's like, phew. <laughs> um, and then he goes back and he says, you know, people are getting married for all kinds of reasons. Green cards, tax purposes, It's supposed to mean something. It's supposed to be about a love so strong, that it can survive discovering your wife had a laser peel. And then he turns to Ali and he's smiling and he goes, You see that woman? I've
4: been married to her for 12 years. And every day when I go home to her and our kids, it's everything.
0: It's so everything.
1: Mr. Thomas, you seem to be getting a little off track. What I'm trying to say, in the end, love is the only thing that counts.
4: I've loved her since I was eight years old. We've never been apart. Not a single day. And I will love her for all my days, and it's all that counts, it's all that will ever count, all of my heart,
0: forever. And Ali is shocked because obviously this is all not true but she's smiling because it. Uh, to me I feel like it reads as I guess she knows he's kind of having this delusion but she wants to see the truth in it because she has wanted him to say th- something like that forever do you know what I mean mm. like it's just really uh, you know bittersweet these words that he's saying now but then Billy looks really unsteady on his feet and he goes I uh... need to rest. And he sort of half sits, half collapses onto the ground. And Mm. Ali screams and immediately runs over to him. Um, And she's like, he's not breathing. And she's trying to give him CPR. But she realises that it's not working. And she just collapses over him, sobbing hysterically. And this scene then fades into Vonda singing their song Neighbourhood as we get flashbacks of their story so from them playing as kids when he went away to college when um, they were working together at Cajun Fish in season one um, and it basically that montage fades out on this top down shot of Ali crying over Billy's still body because he has died
1: yeah yeah okay moment of silence <laughs> billy. well i'm not <laughs> gonna
2: lie like this did make me tear up it made like, me I'm cry too just... <laughs>
1: yes. i thought you were gonna go i'm not gonna lie i'm glad he's dead no <laughs> I think
2: the performances are really good yes. i think gil bellows is like playing billy at his sweetest and it's almost like like i feel like ali is is Uh, yeah it's almost like he's tapped into the consciousness of like a parallel universe Billy where he was a decent human being (laughs) did get married yeah well but yeah like like he's tapped into another Billy in another universe that that did all the things that Ali wanted Billy to to do yeah and 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 I just yeah, like just oh, I feel so sorry for Ali. Like mm. I just cannot imagine like like seeing like how traumatic it would be to see someone you love die so suddenly like that in front of you and I like yeah I I do not blame her for like completely falling no, apart and not being able to Especially complete after that. that CPR and and it's just such a horrifying moment, like and
0: especially after that speech she just gave as well. Like, yeah, shit. I just feel like you know, maybe I could blame it on pregnancy hormones, but I was very emotional watching that scene, and I just think no, it's an emotional scene. It's really well done. As much as we've, I've, we, I, you know, we've hated Billy and My Collective. He's a fucking. <laughs> he's been such an asshole. I do know I I just I could be in Ali's shoes in that moment I know what it's like to be in a toxic relationship but love them anyway and see the goodness in people anyway and it's you can't just switch it off you can't even though it's been ages since they were together you know even though she was like he's you know there's no point in us being together she made that decision in season two um I doesn't mean that she doesn't still love him it doesn't mean that she didn't have always some hope that he would be different. Uh, it it doesn't take away from her memory of what she thought they had, as flawed as that mm. is. Um, and I, you know, in that moment, it's devastating. Like, I cannot imagine having to yeah. watch someone that you love die in front of your eyes, and not being
2: able to do anything about it. It's horrible. Like, the helplessness in that is horrifying. And he's so
0: young as well, which just makes mm. it even worse. Even worse. Yeah. And it's so sudden and, yeah, it's just, it's shocking and it's galling and it's heartbreaking and, as you say, acted so well that it's, you know, it can't read as anything other than sad. Sad, yeah. No matter how you felt about Billy.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Here's what I thought about the moment where he uh, dies. I think it goes on way too long in terms of literally when he turns round and suddenly says out of nowhere we've been married for 12 years and every time i come home to her and my kids it's everything he should have collapsed them in terms of the fact that he goes on to then do this huge speech it's way too on the nose for me it really reminded me of modern Doctor Who regenerations, where they're really protracted, <laughs> yeah. and he has to have a massive speech before he'll regenerate. But yeah. on that, they're beautifully written and uh, with Murray Gold score over the top. Whereas this, I was just like, it's just too much in terms of him going. He's basically yeah, that, it's yeah. going. Let's give Ali everything she's she ever, ever wanted. wanted to yeah. Hear. yeah. Whereas really. actually, the moment where he turns around and first says that it's such a shocking moment because you're immediately like, what, what, what the fuck what? is he chatting yeah. about? Yeah. Like, yeah. Has, like for a second, you almost think, is he just lying in terms of just yeah, going for an because, like, oh, you yeah. know, an argument to win a case yeah. like, yeah. He's just making up a story. And then you're like, oh no, his mind is completely snapped and he believes this at that moment. And we as an audience know that, oh shit, something's happened here where he's really gone proper mm-hmm. to Ali at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been so much more shocking if he'd literally just gone, right, we've been married for 12 years, we've got kids, she's everything, boom, on the fucking floor, straight yeah. away. Rather than yeah. push that on and go, because you would have still got him saying essentially
0: the, the fantasy that, that Ali has
1: always wanted, wanted in terms of yep. that, is, that is what she has fantasised about all her life. And actually in his final moments, that's what he saw his life as being. His uh, fantasy life. But without that just that still shot on Bellows, where he's saying this entire speech. And also I don't even quite believe it. I believe that someone in like the courtroom would be going like. What the fucking chat about because <laughs> <laughs> the, the judge has already gone, you're getting off track here. I think by this point, he'd be like, Ah, uh, right, okay, okay let's, let's yeah. wrap it up. Going like, you know, no. and I just think it would have been, yeah, it's more just shocking. slightly
0: more,
2: it, it's just, it, it just makes it more saccharine
1: than David E.K., yeah. e. yeah. yeah. w- not
0: one to show restraint in this era, no, I don't think. It's thing. all about the melodrama. <laughs>
1: Yes. I would have preferred the gut punch yeah and I agree. literally, I think it would have been more effective and more devastating it's almost like by the time he actually does collapse I'm like Ali I mean you should have had time to get used to the fact that he's blatantly just about got <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and also Ali cannot perform CPI she
2: like oh yeah, no <laughs> I think that's I don't I think it's fair to judge her in that moment. That's no, no, a that no. highly emotional yeah, I, I, yeah, situation I, agree. I. I do not judge anyone for completely. Yeah, well no no but shit. I
1: quite I quite liked that, I did quite like. But again, I think it would have played more effectively if it had been more of a like Boom, he's down. Like, it's it. Like, she hadn't had any time to times to something mental is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you
2: mean. Yeah. I, I think just think that would been better.
0: I think that's yeah. fair. But um, I can't be too mad at it because it did get the required reaction out of me. Yeah, so, it did work. You know. Yeah.
1: And Jill <laughs> Bellows is very good yeah. in this scene. Yeah, yeah. very and good. And he does sell it, like, mm. his... His speech. He is a really good. Yeah, he's like
2: the sweetest Billy has ever been, mm. and I think that's what so, uh, and it, you know, purposefully so. Yeah, you want to make him like, oh, wasn't he great? Yeah, just yeah. before we strike well, him down.
0: <laughs> let's, let's talk about that in a sec because yeah, I'm I'm a bit worried about that. But yeah, um, so, okay. so next. <laughs> Um, We, oh God. So next, Ali has to go back to the office um, to tell people the news. Um, What a job. I can't imagine that. So yeah, clearly she's been crying. um, But at this moment, she just sort of seems numb. um, And she gets out of the elevator and she just kind of clears her throat to announce that about 40 minutes ago, Billy Thomas passed away. And everyone stops and is just floored um and she just continues and says he went quietly and uh, peacefully but she can it's like she can barely get that out before she has yeah. to stop and run to her office and like we get reaction shots from everyone just absolutely stunned because um, this is yeah. this is huge news like it's massive
1: even now looks shook, which I liked I like that they actually So she looks really shocked and really kind of like, yeah, shook by the news. And I liked that they at least gave us that moment of going, oh, she has got (laughs) some humanity (laughs) in her somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, But you know what? I think it's, and we'll get into this with the next scene as well. I think it's Greg German's reaction that right. hits me hardest. Yeah. So yeah. I think uh, like, I think Greg Gurman is really good in, yeah. in this episode.
0: He's brilliant at playing Richard's complex, uh, yeah. you know, complex relationship with his own feelings. So yeah, Richard, yeah. Richard goes to see John to break the news. Cause of course John is still in hospital. Um, And John, when he arrives, um, is quite cheerful because he's like, Oh, I can go home on Friday. Um, but Richard is like, I've, I've got some bad news. Um, Billy suffered uh, a hemorrhage in court and he died. Um, it's likely connected to the tumour. Um, it's just one of those things they say. I wish there was something I could say. And he's just struggling to speak. because so He's just yeah. trying to hold back these tears, but he can't because he just ends up breaking down sobbing. And John is in shock. Like he just doesn't just know stunned, what to do with this. Then. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah heartbreaking heartbreaking yeah. to watch richard's um yeah he's amazing
1: that scene and i actually really liked john's just total shock yeah in terms of he can't even comprehend the news and i think words. peter mcneil plays it really well in terms of just being this stunned silence of just like what like yeah because yeah. he's kind of he has sort of been out of it like john hasn't hasn't really been around while all the stuff with Billy's been going on, obviously. Yeah. No, he's been not, not this episode the at all. The whole episode. Yeah. And yeah. so really, you can't kind of think, he must have known that he had a brain tumor. He must have heard that news, presumably, at some yeah. point in between episodes. But yeah. But we haven't seen it. So you just think that, yeah, he's been away and just hasn't had time to comprehend no, no, what's going yeah. on. And, yeah, I think it's a really strong scene between them.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, so in Ali's office, Ling ha- comes in to say that Richard has spoken to Billy's parents and they've agreed that Richard will arrange the service. I guess they didn't want to cast anyone as Billy's parents. Um, so he, um, yeah. she, I was
1: like, Richard, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> um,
0: but then she asks if Ali's okay, and they have this moment where uh, Ling kind of reaches out to squeeze her hand and tell her that she's there for her um and Ali's like yeah I know um thank you which I thought was really sweet I was like that little Impressive. I like I love it you know continued I that thread it. of Ling and Ali having a friendship um now I still I still ship them I still think they're better yeah, for each yeah, other than absolutely, any men yeah absolutely
2: <laughs> but I I just I I love it when you know, I think it's so touching to see people just quit their normal everyday bullshit. Yeah, when important stuff happens. Yeah, know? like I just love it. I love that. Yeah, I, I love this. Stuff. This
1: is the three moments that really hit me. Like in the episode, are the bit where they say love, they say love you to each other yeah. earlier on. Yeah. Um, Billy and Ally. The bit where Billy does actually crack. And kind of suddenly starts garbling fantasy about being married with kids to yeah. Ali, and this moment I think it's incredible. Like literally, like, considering I haven't watched this since um, it was originally broadcast. Yeah, and I do remember kind years. Of a, a flirtation between Ali and Ling, kind of thing. But watching this scene, I was just like, yeah, you know, I was like. I'm shipping them so hard right now. Yeah. They have more chemistry in that one scene yeah. than she ever had with Billy. Yeah. Like, when she puts <laughs> her hand... And I was like, I'm here. And she just goes, I know, thank you, and all that. I was like, holy shit, the way they perform, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And I was just like, just get these fucking two together. Yeah, like, I like, know. Like, yeah, yeah, I really like that moment. They,
0: it, never, it never happened, yeah. sadly. Um, yeah, yeah Lin, real Lynn goes out and then um, Ali's left to stare out of the window, like, with her own thoughts. Um, but then she imagines uh, Billy appearing. So um, he's back as old Billy. He's not got the bleached hair anymore, which I'm sure Gil Bellows was very relieved about. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's not got the earring, do you know what I mean? Um and yeah. He appears behind her and she doesn't turn around to look at him straight away because she just hears him say, it's gone now, the tumour. And she just goes, yeah, but you're gone too. You left me all over again. Um, And she asks if he's met God. Uh, And Billy's like, "Ah, well, you have to sign an NDA when you get up here. (laughs) Um, And Ali's like, well, if you see him, tell him how much I hate him. Um, And then she asks, if he's gonna haunt her now because he haunted her when he was alive he may as well now that he's dead and Billy sort of ignores that question ghost Billy I should say um, and he says we had something didn't we we may have screwed it up but have you ever known two people to have had what we had and Ali's just you know tears down her face and just shaking her head and going no um, and then she goes I'm glad your hair is back to normal <laughs> 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 um, And then ghost Billy walks over and he crouches down next to her and he just goes all of my heart forever. And then she kisses him and then she pleads with him to come back and he just gives her a hug and he's like, I can't. And then he goes, it's stronger than death. And Ali just, i'm crying ali just (laughs) falls into his arms as vonda strikes up singing you belong to me and they have this final little dance and then we see ghost billy just sort of exit stage left and ali's left on her own
2: i just oh my god the two bits that broke my heart were the bit where she said you left me again i know (laughs)
0: And then the
2: bit where he says it's stronger than death, I like completely lost it. I was just like, I oh,
0: ah! it is well, I ridiculous. like when he says all of my heart forever as well. That bit, I was like,
1: oh. <laughs> I've never been convinced by Billy and Ally's romance, but I was yes. convinced by their performances in this scene. Yes, which is the things that they they make it work. Also, I think it's sort of nice. They also almost seems that in death. Billy's found more humanity, like immediately comes in, he's making actually quite a funny joke well, about his confidentiality agreement and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah. like and then, like you say, that moment where he says it's stronger than death and stuff.
0: Well, I do have something to say actually, because although this scene was emotional, um I And I do feel the sadness of Billy dying. Um, Like I got teary just recapping that just then. And God, I really do feel how Ali must be feeling like so sad. Uh, It's heartbreaking. But I'm nervous about this Patrick Swayze ghost romanticising of how Billy was in life. Because I I don't want this for Ali in so many ways. But the thing is it it it's
2: all to do with how you view this scene i don't view it as it's ghost billy it's billy in ally's head this is this well, is a hallucination but that's the problem
0: she's she's got this she's now going to have this rose tinted view of yeah but she's always she always but did it's now in she aspic. never lost it
2: like it's yeah just a- but it was always going to be I don't think she was ever even if he lived to 100 even if he outlived her <laughs> I think I, I think she would never have lost it ever because we had so many moments so many moments where she had a revelation and was like oh wait a minute he never fucking loved me and we we're like yes <laughs> well done Ali And then literally The next episode It's amnesia It's Billy amnesia it's, it's I know She's never but She I was never like Going to take those Rose tinted glasses off I know off, what you I, know, I
0: do know what you're saying But at the same time I feel like Him dying in this way And him doing that little speech that Just before it happened um, It's just the extra like, there's no getting away from it now. Like it's gonna be nice. the greatest love story that never got told. Uh, yeah, but she was gonna yeah. tell it anyway, and it's yeah, like she'll, it's she'll not tell real. It <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: on her deathbed, she
2: will be telling people <laughs> about Billy and the lost love of her life. Like, but she it's so. Will. But the
0: thing is, it's so fucking irritating because there's no like, nobody's gonna be around to be like. But do you not remember? that he was just really <laughs> shit. That's the think. Like I'm not even yeah, talking. Not- I'm not even talking about the new Billy stuff. Like way before then is the stuff yeah. that annoys me the most. And the yeah, fact that absolutely. their actual relationship was built on lies because he <laughs> like. And I'm just like, this is all bullshit. <laughs> I agree, but I
2: don't think, like I say, I don't think the fact that he dies has changed anything. I I, I don't think him living would have changed anything. Like I don't she know. was never gonna let go of the the fairy tale that
0: she had in her head. She's just gonna be even more unsufferable now about yeah, it, which is yeah, what basically. is annoying me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, you know, I'll give them this episode because this episode yeah. has been done very well, and I think yeah. that deserves some recognition. So, yeah. And when I, I say agree. Ghost Billy, I do, i the same as you, I do read it as her conjuring him in her head. I don't think it's meant to be read as an actual ghost. ghost. No. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. turning into full supernatural fantasy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Ghost Billy following
0: um, her around. Yes. I, I can't
1: remember if. I cannot remember if Jilbo does turn up again as a ghost Billy.
0: He does. Oh, possibly he does. He does. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so Georgia has come to see Ali, just as, as her quote unquote ghost Billy has left. Um, and Georgia just says that um she sort of shares that she's still just feeling numb, but basically she's come here to plan his memorial service. Um, And she says, like, we should do whatever we can do to keep it peppy because Billy would have wanted people to laugh, like, celebrate his life and not dwell on his death. Um, And Ali's like, well, that's cliche. And Billy loved cliche. Um, And then Georgia asks her about when he died um, because obviously she wasn't there. Um, And she says, you know, was it really peaceful? And Ali's like, yeah, like, completely. He just said he was tired and he sat down. Um, And then she lies because she says when she Ali ran up to him, he said that his last words were, tell Georgia I love her. Um, and this se- seems to mean a lot to Georgia because she's just like, he did? And Ali's like, yeah. And then he closed his eyes and, and he was gone. Um, so then they agree to be upbeat and like plan this fun funeral. And um, like they want, you know, he would want people to smile. Let's give him that, so... Um, bless them (sighs)
1: I've got to say I was like when they were like saying about Billy oh you know he'd want people to smile at his funeral I was like would he? Like I was just like, like did we ever I was like did we ever get the impression from Billy that he'd be the kind of person who'd be like, I want people wearing bright colours at my funeral and smiling. Like yeah, I was just like he was a no poor bastard. Like yeah, like, like literally I want I, I very, very much doubt it. I did think it was an oddly selfless act for Ali, um uh, like out of character for her to tell George
0: yeah, that I Billy loved, that. loved
1: her instead. Like, I, I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of, like, for Ali. Yeah. Like, you know, quite a big deal, like, to that give was, her that.
0: That was huge, yeah. And I, I loved that moment as well. I thought that was really good. I And I don't
2: think it's necessarily... I think she has done things like this before. It's just not her normal... uh not her oh, natural oh, pretty, state yeah, of yeah, being. It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not her normal <laughs> state of being. But it, she's not... She's definitely done things like this before, but I I think, like, yeah, it was a really, uh selfless and and Hmm. um, it was just a nice considerate
0: thing to do and you know I just thought that was lovely because she
2: knows it's going to mean the world to Georgia and it clearly does yeah and it doesn't hurt anyone well for fuck's sake
0: she couldn't have told her the reality right
2: the real yeah exactly (laughs) absolutely although I
1: will bring this up again later for a reason so Uh, okay yeah okay
0: so so um the next scene, we're at the memorial service, which has um, pretty much everyone, like, from the office, like, Whippers there. Apart the from John. The, well, apart yeah. from John, obviously, but we know where he is. The Billy girls, um, you know, um, and the two notable exceptions is John, but Renee. Renee. Yeah, I know. I've got, where is Renee? i got mark, that. Mark, yeah. I
2: thought
1: mark. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, there's a couple of things I've thought about people who are there and on. Number one, I noticed the weird car robot girls who followed him around. The big uh, girls, the big yeah. Girls, they were there.
0: Robot like, um, girls.
1: <laughs> was, was Sandy there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, she I was. Think she was there, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She was there, which I thought would have been a bit harsh if they went, oh, don't bother inviting her. Like, yeah, like, um, but John not being there, I, and it cuts back to over the hospital.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah. I was
1: like, guys, whatever reason that Peter McNeil could not be Properly here for this episode you needed to come up with a better excuse than this because by this time i'm like they haven't held the funeral the next day this has got to be a good couple of days later at least at this point well from him dying. I, I
0: don't know I they because it depends it's the next day yeah because and the reason i say that they is because when office. richard richard went to tell him that he died john yeah. said oh i can get out on friday so this was like the same week so it's, it's, it's only a well, couple of days. it's extremely Whatever the quick, case, it's yeah. definitely
1: more than one day in terms yeah. of like... And I was like, I'm sorry. Because, I mean, I didn't buy... Even when they turned around and went... They were dragging him off to hospital. I was like, why? Like, I was just like, yeah. literally, he's just been hanging out of an elevator for like a half an hour or whatever. Like, you know, it's not... It, he's not going for... When he said, oh, yes. got a bit of lower back pain. I was just like john is clearly too rich to care about his hospital bills like because, yeah like, yeah literally, i was like you could that. easily go home I, I mean i would like to think that most people given that he was clearly absolutely fine would have gone oh one of the you know one of my closest friends has died like perhaps i should yeah. get up and go to the funeral <laughs> I,
2: think, uh, I i rec- i mean i agree in terms of like the show should have give me a better a reason better, Come on, yes. a better reason but i i you know i think like i i don't think john would have missed it if he you know didn't have to yeah, yeah. I but i
1: just said they didn't provide a good enough excuse yeah yes. for him not for him not to I, actually I be get there what and saying. i agree completely about renee i noticed her absence as well and was just kind of like oh shit they're already of oh, no, well this, right. is, this yeah. has
0: happened we've note we've been pointing this out for the last i think couple of episodes that renee hasn't yeah, been there she would have been at the tina turner reason, yeah mm. at, at moments when she definitely would have been and it's really odd been that she's there. not there yeah, I mean, so yeah of course she'd
2: be well, there for i find like, it uh, yeah
1: her, for yeah, ali, ali. Absolutely. yeah absolutely but
2: but i find it really funny because like um, wasn't she the character that kind of went through a phase of being like, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, now, and now she's, she's not, not in places where she should be and no one's cool. making any note. To, this note is the them. thing, right?
1: <laughs> I always, I've got to say, I, know, I always give the respect to, and the thing what's annoying, frustrating here is that Renée's not even left the show yet. No. no. And she's not being, she they're not bothering to pay later. her to turn up yeah. to like do that. But I it always, it always give huge respect to actors who have left shows and come back years later for a funeral, even if they're now like a successful actor yeah. and they don't have yeah. to It's just back. such a like yeah, yeah. delight
0: for the fans, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. so yeah. nice. Well, and yeah. also,
1: it makes logical sense, sense yeah. in terms of, like, if that person was close to that person, they would though, come back. go, to, they would go, to, go yeah. to the funeral. Yeah. And I've got the biggest props ever for this has to be Ant and Dec coming back to Biker Grove way after <laughs> yes yeah way after they were properly Ant and Dec yeah. this is like after SMTV yeah. all that yeah. stuff I remember that In the, and yeah. they came back like years after they left for a funeral and I was like Fucking respect, That boys. was for Jeff's yeah. so like,
0: I remember. Yeah. You yes.
1: actually give a shit. Yeah. That, like, you know, for the, come back for that funeral, even though you're now like some of the biggest stars on TV. What you I know? loved about yeah. that, yeah.
0: actually, and I know this is completely off topic and not relevant to anyone <laughs> in America watching this, but, um watching this, listening to this, but, um, that was like that's a kids tv show and it, as you say it was like a decade after they'd left or even more yeah. so and none of the I fans, of the fans are going to be the same yeah exactly <laughs> would
2: know who the they guys
1: just called,
0: why a decade the
1: <laughs> I just thought she's that was like, Let's get ready. Let's get ready. I Let's feel like that from. was
0: more for the love of the show and like yeah, where they yeah, come yeah, from yeah, than and anything what it else. gave but to them like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Loved, it. Um, yeah. loved it. Great. So anyway, back to the funeral with the lack the lack of Renee. So yeah. So Ali has to um she's she's giving the eulogy and she's basically waiting for her cue to come up cuz the reverend's still talking. It's Reverend What's his name? Reverend Hurry up, Reverend. Reverend my Mark, isn't it? Reverend Mark that we've yeah, seen uh, several it. times. Um, and he is uh, waiting for him to finish because um, his words, like whatever he's blabbering on about, doesn't seem to be helping her. Um, she's just kind of looking <laughs> numb. And instead, she, she's kind of zoned out and is hearing Vonda singing You Belong To Me. And she's remembering one of the times when they danced in her office. Um, and when it's her cue to actually go up there she has to be nudged by Richard because she's just completely off in that fantasy Um, Mm. so then she gets up um, but as she gets to the aisle she sort of is shocked because ghost Billy is in front of her smiling at her and she just takes this deep breath and she walks through him um, and he turns to dust um, and she goes up to the podium she says
4: I've heard it said that as you're about to pass into the next world that the final truth of this world hits you. And the last thing Billy spoke about right before he sat down in the courthouse was love. How it was all that mattered. He, um, He seemed so lost in these last few months. But looking at him in the courthouse right before he died, he he suddenly seemed so found. He um, said to me recently, he said, it's stronger than death. And I wasn't sure what he meant. Now I am. When we were little we we would talk about this day. Actually we would sing about it. He would sing this song. And when I die and when when I'm gone there'll be one child born there'll be one child in, a in a world to carry on, to carry, to carry on. And that child that, that child has big shoes to fill Billy Thomas with all of my heart forever. Oh, and uh, as for heaven There's a new man in town
0: and then the gospel choir starts singing new man in town as everyone gets up eventually and starts dancing and clapping to this gospel version which i love That the first people to get up were the billy girls (laughs) like they just like (laughs) leading everyone and that gives you know that's their way of giving everyone a reason to smile when they think of billy alan thomas r.i.p um Then the choir fades into um, after the kind of peak of the kind of uh, upbeat version of um, the song, um, it fades into that song that Ali was quoting in her eulogy, which is And When I Die, um, that that Billy used to sing, and the scene kind of ends on this solemn note. So I thought that was quite clever.
4: naturally, and when I die, when I'm dead, dead and gone,
3: there be one child born in a world.
1: Uh, this is what I was gonna talk about in relation to what she told Georgia. This speech.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, no, what didn't need that second montage flashback of her and Billy. I was just like, <laughs> when she was waiting to go up. Yeah. I was. Like, Why have you done that again? Yeah. Like, we've already had it. Like anyway, yeah.
0: They love. They love a Billy Alley montage. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, when she's reading this, she said, "You know, I heard it said." The, when you're about to pass into the next world, the final show, tro- truth of this world hits you. And I was like, number one, I was like, I've never heard this. I don't think it's true. <laughs> anyway, but I was like, Georgia smiles, of course, because yes. in her head, she's going, oh yeah, because Ali told me yeah. that Billy said he loved me. Yeah, like, So that's completely yeah. right. But really, I was like, this is actually Ali using this platform to slyly uh kind of you know make it all about the fact that billy loved her yeah not georgia <laughs> At the end of the day, she's basically going like oh yeah you know i hear this is like so true so that means like when he says that he loved me yeah and this is the greatest thing ever and i was just like you better hope that georgia never meets anyone who was in the courtroom that day because i was like she is a lawyer." I was like, are you trying to tell me that she's never interacted with any of these people? Well, the other thing, the
2: court records... Oh, the court records yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the, everything that's said in court Gets is written recorded. down word for word yeah. so she could if she wanted to go and look up the court yeah. records for that
0: trial wow, i was absolutely. like
2: check yeah
1: yeah <laughs> she's like you know what you know what i'd love to have a copy I'd love... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd i want lo-
2: it would <laughs> love to
1: have i'd love the, to have a copy for prosperity of, that, yeah. of Crazy. what the
2: beautiful words is. that Alan told
1: me he said about me so i'll just i'll just read these so herself over a glass of wine like yeah or, like, that's, or the she goes to, like... that's the big floor. that's
0: the big in Ali's plan yeah <laughs> or the
1: exactly. next time she's doing a court case with that judge who yeah. was there like who by the way seemed very unbothered about Billy Clapsing kind of It took <laughs> yeah. about like 10 <laughs> hours like, to oh, say for like, sake. Um, paramedic, so get a paramedic. <laughs> didn't even bother getting down off yeah. his time yeah. <laughs> uh, but like you know he comes to see he oh Georgia you know terribly sorry to hear about your loss kind of thing like you know very odd, wasn't it, when he started banging on about
2: <laughs> being married to Ali
1: for 12 years? Um, uh, just, uh, just, you know, this could backfire, I think. Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, also, I was like, when she turned around and went, that child has big shoes to fill. I was like, does he though? Do? <laughs>
0: well, this is what I mean. Yeah. She's using yeah. this as a reason to make him a saint and he really fucking wasn't. So, you know, no, as I say, no. I'm, also, give, I'm giving her this episode. She's grieving, but I will have limited patience for this in the future.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, in reality, would Ali be doing that eulogy?
0: Well, out of everyone? I wondered, She's the only one chosen. Because to... it's awkward uh... for Georgia because they were getting divorced if they weren't finalized already and already i'm not sure divorced. i'm not sure that yeah, that's appropriate I can't remember. sandy can't do it like she's barely known it no. um and i don't think richard Wood would have wanted to so i think actually in 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 lieu of any family being there ali probably is the logical choice she's known yeah, him the longest i'd agree
1: but his parents when they said oh no, i didn't get the impression that they weren't gonna be there well, just they, that weren't. they weren't going to organise it, <laughs> but I mean, we didn't see we didn't see them. But like you no, said, I think that's just because I, I they to that, hire No,
2: anyone. I assume they they were in the congregation. Yeah,
1: in, in the crowd. But I didn't I,
2: see. I them. think you know. I think it's. But it would make sense that a friend would yeah. Yeah, go and speak
0: rather than. And also, quite um, often, even if him and parents. Georgia were married, um, it's her and Georgia. If him and Georgia were still married, um, quite often the spouse can't isn't up to it. Doesn't. And and they give it to look, it. the best friend. Mm-hmm. So I think it makes yeah. perfect sense. I think oh,
2: it okay.
1: I, don't know, I don't it I'll let her off. I'll let her
0: off. So <laughs> so then we finish on the final scene as Vonda sings a Carol King song, Home Again, um, and it's nighttime. And Ali has gone to visit Billy's uh, tombstone, which seems to have sprung up very quickly. Um, Very quickly. And (laughs) and as she's there, Georgia has also arrived because she's doing the same thing. And there's this final moment where they stand in front of the grave and then they hug each other. And... I, for one, am really glad that this is how they played Ali and Georgia in this episode, because those ladies, for God's sake, need each other now, you know? Like, I'm so glad it didn't turn into this, like, bitch fest of who loved who more. No, no, no. This was was the right thing, I think, and it was a nice ending.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a really nice ending, like, very sombre. It's weird, my memory, because obviously, as I said, I haven't watched this since first broadcast... Um, back in the day and my memory of this scene was a lot more hardcore. but like, I remember it as what did you expect like them Ali... to be doing well, no like <laughs> Ali is hugging Georgia. But I remember them both, like in hysterical teams, oh, wait, like, see. In terms, like oh why
0: did you take him?
1: You like yeah, really like because it's why? like absolutely falling apart, like tears, snot everywhere, and flat. And I was just like, whereas actually, it was very kind of restrained, and, and that one yeah. Like, very it's very poign- yeah. poignant.
0: Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's that, Billy Thomas. So that's- we hardly knew ye.
2: Or did we? <laughs> we knew ye too much, yeah, I think. exactly. <laughs> too well we knew ye. But yeah, like, made me feel feelings about Billy dying, sneaky
0: bastards. I know, very successful <laughs> on that front, I think. Especially given yeah, how we felt about him this whole time. I think, well done. I know,
2: exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Are you sad to see okay. him go, Liam?
1: Um, I mean, I was, when I watched the series originally, when I was watching the series um, every week back in the day, uh, I, I was sad um, when he died to see him go. I definitely didn't have... Because, you know, I was watching it on first uh, broadcast, which would have been, um, yeah, late 2000 yeah. in the UK. Uh if it was mm-hmm. shown, like, you know, later um, in the year. And at that time you know, I don't think I, I I could tell that obviously, yeah, in this season that he'd become quite kind of weird and everything like that. Mm. But I don't think I saw, um, his character as kind of awful as, you know, modern interpretations might make him out. Mm. And so at the time I was just like, Oh, it was just a a huge character death or, well, you know, the biggest character death in the entire series. Um, And it was a kind of shocking moment and was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, they've killed one of the main characters. And I thought it was, you know, very well done uh, for what it was. And, you know, despite any... Weirdly, it's funny, in my memory, in my head, like, I actually remembered the death scene the way I want it to be without like oh, going right. with him going quicker and being more shocking. You had like That's an right. edit. Yeah. yeah I, I re edited it <laughs> into like, a more hard hitting version. And um, yeah, but you know, yeah, I, I think it is, I think it's definitely a suitably yeah. tragic
0: yeah. episode.
1: Mm.
2: Retrial.
0: Prune versus prune. How we never saw the ending as we've discussed, but what do we, how do we, how would we have found in this case? Just get a fucking divorce <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
2: like literally I do not care like I, I'm just so like you're like Mr. Prune can like just have a divorce on his record like I'm sorry it is. like yeah. you need to get over it like uh, yeah. are the end here
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm um- I mean, yeah, um, not not guilty um, for... Is it Angela?
0: Angela. Angela yeah, Cruz? Yeah. It yeah. It's a ridiculous reason for an annulment. So I'm glad we've all yeah. agreed yeah. with Billy on his final case. Um, and yeah. Justice yeah. Yeah. and <laughs> it's just a bull
1: It's just yes. a bullshit case at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I genuinely feel as if even watching it back, I was like, I feel like they've done this kind of case before. And yes. that's why it's they chose estimating. it. They chose yeah. a. A, a flimsy thin case so the audience wouldn't feel too cheated by not seeing, seeing the end. conclusion yeah, that. yeah. yeah that's true that's
0: true the verdict of the week the jury's back who's choosing do you want to go first who okay
1: um i'll, I'll give billy a not guilty because he's dead so like yeah you know, just Aww. like yeah i think i think he deserves you know his that might be the left, only so. one the he's ma- ever had <laughs> Yeah the, yeah, the man's the, the man's dead. Like, give him yeah. a the not guilty. The man's dead. Like, basically, yeah. You know, in in sign of respect, I will give Billy a not guilty. Ding oh, okay. dong, the
0: dick is dead. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Ding dong, the wicked prick is dead. <laughs> Ding dong, the merry old oh. witch, old witch, the wicked witch. Yeah, no, sorry.
1: Yeah. I mean, is a, as an alternative not guilty in terms of just not for, no you don't no, no, no you
0: just get one <laughs> <laughs> Ellen is uh. covering over Liam's mouth with her hand right now <laughs> no 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 because no, no. no, no.
2: okay, it, it, okay. well, it might be someone else's not guilty <gasps> or, or something you, guilty? You, can, you can say it after me and Lord Jane <laughs> have done uh, ours okay.
0: yeah No, Jane do you want to okay, do yours or so uh, I'm giving Nell a guilty again um, okay. she's them racking up this season I just think Uh, This excuse, as we've said, of just being a bitch because you don't want people, you know, people aren't going to like me anyway is not an excuse. She's treated John absolutely terribly. She's just genuinely been an asshole. And I'm really mad about this, as we've said, character assassination. Like, what happened? Like, forget Billy dying. That's the real death of this season. (laughs) Like, what (laughs) happened to the nail we used to know? (laughs) So
2: that's mine. (laughs) Okay. Mine is, John, not guilty. Okay. Because I just think, like, kind of like the flip side of yours, like, I just think what with, like, being dumped by now in, like, this really humiliating way... And then his friend and colleague dies suddenly, and he can't make it to his funeral. Like that really sucks. Yeah. Like that's really horrible. So I felt bad for him. There's a few like had quite a few shitty days yeah. on top of each other. I would love so to I felt know bad for him.
0: what happened to what Peter McNeil.
1: Because
0: yeah, why isn't he in these on episodes? What's going on? Be? Like he was only yeah. voice acting around that time. He wasn't really doing anything yeah. substantial. So what is the deal? that's the bigger mystery. Uh, Yes, absolutely. If anyone out there happens to know, uh, please get in touch and tell tell us because we are all ear ear (laughs) balls. We're all ear balls and (laughs) ear ear holes. So you can um, contact us. Uh, We are on Twitter and Facebook at Bygones Podcast and at Instagram at Bygones Pod. Or you can email us with all your thoughts and reactions about Billy's death and how you feel about it. With 2020 um, eyes, our email is uh, bygonespodcast at gmail.com. Um, and Liam, how can people get hold of you and tell you all they feel about Billy and follow you, uh, follow your <laughs> spotlights? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean you can find Spotlight at Spotlight Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you can find it on all the usual kind of podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Acast, all that kind of stuff. Um, definitely come check us out. I also occasionally um, review TV uh, for BBC Radio Surrey and Sussex, uh, so you can probably catch me there occasionally as well.
2: Oh, what was your other thing that you were going to say if you weren't giving billions?
1: Oh, no, don't
2: worry.
3: Well,
1: Last chance. Or forever hold your peace. No, I was just going to say, in terms of on pure merit, and not actually um, just for dying, then maybe Richard deserves to not guilty okay. for being actually he wasn't at all offensive yeah, in this that's episode. True, that's and true. he was a actually low bar when you're team.
0: like Richard, you get a medal for not being offensive.
1: Well, well done, no, but he actually I came across done. as a good a good man <laughs> in this episode with actual emotions. Yes, yeah, sort of, like, he came so, across
2: as it, a. Yeah. Feeling human being, yeah, yes. yeah and
1: yeah. I'll give now an overall guilty for this entire season. Oh my
0: yeah, god, he's stitching them out all over. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, until next time.
3: Bye, guys. <laughs> There's a new man in town, and he's not for. There's a new man in town, and he's not fooling me around. Keep on listening up. There is something that you ought to know. There's a man.